Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday morning. Don't get that very often, but here we are. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie. If Brupolo was in Boyle. Boyle? Boyle. Where's that? Bolivar County. Okay. I feel like I've, like, guessed Bolivar County on, like, three or four of these places. I thought we were going back to just, like, regular cities. Well, I decided to, you know, I just do what I want. I just just pick a name. But Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. So... But wherever you are in our great state, you can always get Strange Brew Coffee. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it right to you, and you can be living the life that we live here in Starkville and Tupelo every single day. It's a great life because we have Strange Brew Coffee. Start the day off the right way with a cup of Strange Brew Coffee. College Corner and College Corner Store. All right, this is a new year, guys. Happy New Year to everybody. This is the 1st of January, 2023. This has really got to be the year we get rid of these Maroon is All That Matters shirts. It's got to be this way. We're coming up on a 20-year anniversary. You shouldn't own any piece of clothing 20 years. Your body should change enough that it's just, or it just doesn't hold up. It's got to go. So we're going to go to College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area to serve you, or you can shop at collegecornerstore.com, and you're going to get some new stuff, some new gear. Make that your New Year's resolution resolution to yourself. I'm going to stop wearing the same tired old polo, the same tired old T-shirt. I'm going to get some new gear from College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Great for lunch, great for dinner, just great. All the, and great for Sunday brunch. Don't ever forget, the best Sunday brunch in town is at Restaurant Tyler. I can't give enough of a recommendation to the Mississippi River Biscuit if you make that decision to go there. I'm sure mm. Robbie is right alongside with me there. Lunch, yes. dinner, brunch, they've got it all. Check them out. It's the best restaurant in town. It's Restaurant Tyler. I'll be Falk. Happy New Year to you. Yes. Happy New Year to you as well. Now, as we re- we'll let them in the inside baseball portion of this. It's not actually New Year's. We're recording this. But... As you're listening, it is. So we want to wish you guys a happy new year. Happy. Hope uh, your, your 2022 came to a good end. And let's get 2023 off to a good start. And uh, tomorrow, Mississippi State will look to end its 2022 season in 2023 at the Reliac West Bowl. Robbie is there, uh, not as we speak, but a, as we are, as you are listening down in Tampa. I hope Florida. to God I'm there. By yeah, that's a good point. You're hopeful. You are planning to be there, is what we will say. Yes. Uh, Everything is still on as of this, as we're, this moment. This I guess, moment in time. recording. But, uh, you know, we'll see what Saturday can bring. I, I think that things have really settled down for Southwest, so I'm holding out hope. I know that my uh, 
my layover and my connecting flight now is in Baltimore for some unknown reason. It wasn't Atlanta, but now it's in, in Maryland. But uh, I've never been to Baltimore, so stay out of Amsterdam. It'll be fun. And like I said, I told you earlier, if you hear anybody whistling uh, the farmer in the Dell, just run. Just run. What is what is that? You didn't you know you never watched The Wire? No, I never watched The Wire. Uh, the Wire is that is a Baltimore? A, are they in Baltimore during the They're set or? in Baltimore and Omar, the best character who kills everyone, uh would he just whistle whenever he was walking up on a, on somebody he was gonna kill, he would just whistle the farmer in the Dell. Omar was chalky white, right? And Michael K. Williams is Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, I never watched Boardwalk yeah. Empire, so we're we're he's, we're he's great as Chalky White in, yes. in Boardwalk. You great you actor. you have to watch Boardwalk Empire. Well, you have you to would, watch The Wire. I've I've been meaning to. I really right. have. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm supposed to leave tomorrow morning from Jackson. All right. Go to Baltimore. Make it to Tampa. Mm. Hopefully by the evening, maybe we can hang out with Sokolov and and Stefan and and some of those guys. But the crew. Yeah, we'll we'll see. All right. And, of course, it's a business trip down there for you. It is the ReliQuest Bowl for Mississippi State versus Illinois. Uh, a game that, you know, when it was announced, I thought it's an interesting contrast of styles because, you know, the Big Ten doesn't see a lot of passing offense, so Mississippi State will provide a different look to them. Illinois, a fantastic defense. It's hard to explain how good Illinois was defensively this year. We fast forward a few weeks. Obviously, you have the tragic passing of Mike Leach, and then you have, on the Illinois side, a number of opt-outs that strategically change the entire face of what that football team is, specifically in the secondary where they were so strong this year. Two starters out, Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon was a first-team consensus All-American and a Thorpe Award finalist on a, a pass defense that only gave up 165 yards passing per game. Now, again, it's it's important that we we say that they play in the Big Ten, so they don't see a ton of passing offenses. But they were just as good on the ground there, only giving up 98.4 yards per game. This is a team that only gave up 12.25 points per game, 147 points total. They only gave up 4.3 yards per play, not per rush, per play. This is an outstanding defense. To add to the uh, misery for them of missing out on two of their best players, the defensive coordinator is gone, Ryan Walters, who is now the head coach at Purdue. Obviously, offensively, as a Big Ten team, as we were just saying, they were a run-first kind of team. They averaged nearly 180 yards on the ground. But the man who averaged 137 of those yards, Chase Brown, who is Sidney Brown's twin brother, we learned that in our interview with Matt Stevens, man who rushed for 10 touchdowns last year, he has opted out as well. Last year, I said things like, on paper, it looks like Mr. And we all know how it went with the, with the Liberty Bowl. But I have to go here again, Robbie. On paper, these opt-outs and the loss of defensive coordinator Ryan Walters, it really sets the stage for, uh, for an Illinois team. That they're just not what they were in the, in the uh, regular season. No, and they'll still have a lot of the same players that were doing big things, but you're, you're going to lose a bit of an edge when you lose your coordinator the leader of the defense you lose several players on that defense that made you tick uh, when you're when you're hitting the, the next level when you're hitting the, the second group of guys it's not going to be as strong as it was in the top I still think this is a really good defense coming in this ball game 
it's still going to be one of the more challenging defenses the Mississippi State plays this year. But one thing to remember, too, State has played some really good teams this year on the defensive side of the ball. So it's not like, you know, they're going into this game playing a, a type of defense that they haven't seen this year. Um, I still think it's going to be a challenge for this offense. And let's not act like this offense has been one that set the world on fire this year either. So I, I'm not coming in this game expecting Mississippi State to just put up 500 yards of total offense and 45 points. That That's not something that I'm – I'm really going to predict coming into this game. But I think that Mississippi State's chances to have a bigger day offensively drastically improved over the last month with the loss of the defensive coordinator. And, of course, I think a couple other assistants, too, have gone with him, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've lost some some good players on that defensive side of the ball who, who have opted out as well. And for Mississippi State, you've lost basically your, your top outside threat at wide receiver and – one of your best running backs, but everybody else is still there. Your entire offensive line's intact. Your quarterback is intact. The the receivers that have um, played most of the year are intact, with the exception of Rara Thomas. So mm-hmm. you come into this game with a pretty good group uh, playing on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know more talent on the offensive side this year than there were coming into that game last year when you lost Charles Cross. So uh, and you had a couple other injuries or um, sicknesses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, state should have the edge on the offensive side of the ball against that defense. They should, and I also think that <clears throat> you know, like we said, the unfamiliarity with with these style of offenses should hurt Illinois. You know, Purdue is really the only team in the Big Ten that runs kind of a pass first offense. Now, if you go deeper into the numbers and you look at how they played against Purdue, they played pretty well but they still gave up 30-plus points in that game, which is the most points they gave up all year. So I think yep. that's a good sign for Mississippi State. And like you said, State returning so much of its offense and having so much continuity that if any team could withstand from a football purely perspective, I don't want to talk about the, I'm talking about the emotional side of it, but from a p- football perspective, if any team could stand the loss of the guy who called plays, it's this team because Will Rogers – has full command of the offense, and everybody kind of knows their role and knows what they're doing. Um, and there's not a lot of plays to be called. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. So what I've said all week, and I think you agree with me, is the, the biggest question mark for Mississippi State is how are they emotionally? Are they locked in? Are they ready to play football? Or is the toll of a month, of, of nearly a month of grieving going to finally have its, you know, its, its effect on them when they, when they take the field? Everything I've read and from the people who've made it down there already makes it seem like, you know, everybody's saying the right things and everybody looks the part, but there's just no way to tell until the, the whistle blows and the first snap happens. I, what are you expecting to see from this team, just from an emotional standpoint uh, in this game? I think it's going to be a team that's really locked in. I, I really believe that. I, you know, one thing that Zach Arnett wanted to do whenever – he took over and they they started back practicing and all that stuff. He wanted to put a hundred percent emphasis with his team on this ball game. And, you know, the, in this day and age of college football, the team that, that wants it more in the ball game usually wins. That That's what we've seen. There's a lot of teams that might not be better than the team across, you know, the field from them. But in this, in these bowl games, when you got the opt outs and, you know, the game, for a lot of guys just don't matter like they used to, 
the team that really wants it usually wins it. And I think that's what the emphasis has been for this staff is to make sure that this team is focused on this game. It's a really important game. I mean, you win nine games this year. Mm-hmm. That is a, that's as good as we've thought Mississippi State could be. We, we thought nine wins was kind of their ceiling this year. Yeah. Maybe ten if everything fell right. But nine wins was really what we felt like Mississippi State could do, and it would be the best-case scenario, and that would be a great season. So that is up for grabs here for Mississippi State. A nine-win season, which doesn't happen very often. No. Hasn't happened in five years. Right. That's big. That's a big deal. So I, I expect this team to be locked in. I think the de- defensive side of the ball is especially locked in on that side. Uh, with all the guys returning next mm-hmm. year and those guys wanted to play, Emmanuel Forbes, I mean, that speaks volumes of how locked in that side of the ball is that he's coming back, um, uh, well, at least for this game. Uh, and then, you know, on the offensive side, it's about, you know, being locked in and and everybody being on the same page uh, to send Mike Leach out a winner and, and give his final team a nine-win season. I think that means something to this group to to go out winning this ball game for Mike, and also for themselves too. So um, I expect the team to come out and be focused and play a better game than they did last year for sure. We talked. You mentioned the defense there, and, and you're right. So many guys again coming back there, and then you have Zach Arnett, who I assume will maintain. Nobody's asked him that, to my knowledge, but I assume is maintaining his role as defensive coordinator uh, for this game, and then we expect. Uh, Matt Brock to be going into that role for the 2023 campaign. Illinois is a run-first football team. You know, they they want to run the football. That's what their offense is, is sort of predicated on. They they are a team that this year uh, rushed for as many yards basically as they did pass as they passed for 2414 to 2500 passing. Um, Tommy DeVito. Not a guy who makes a lot of mistakes, completes almost 70% of his passes, 15 touchdowns to four interceptions, but only 2,397 yards uh, in the air. And not a runner uh, in any way, shape, or form, 63 carries for 70 yards. He does have five rushing touchdowns. My guess is that Brett Bielema's team isn't adverse to going under center and quarterback sneaking it into the end zone like some other teams might be. Um but this offense sort of plays into what Mississippi State is strong at, and they're coming off of, albeit a month ago, plus ago, uh, their best game of the season where they just completely dominated the Ole Miss running game to the tune of 15 tackles for a loss. Offensively, I feel like Mississippi State does have an advantage here uh, against Illinois. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit a couple of days ago. It's just it's hard to imagine Illinois being able to just – can just keep on rolling with that running game by losing Chase Brown. I mean, you're talking about taking away 1,600 yards, whatever it was. You're replacing it with a guy that I think we had figured out had about 60 rushes on the year, and no offense to him at all, but there's going to be a drop-off there, just like it is with their secondary. And State has been so good against the run since Jaden Crumney has been back. I I really believe Jaden Crumney coming back for Mississippi State and and getting back in – in the fold really changed the defense. Just one guy. And if you look at his stats, they're they're not ever going to be overly impressive. But it's what he does for the entire defensive line and the linebackers, I think, that really um, makes the difference for Mississippi State. So yeah. I'm expecting uh, the Bulldogs to have a good uh, run, de- run defense in this ballgame. Um, and – 
you know, you look at just going back to Mississippi State since Crumity has, has been back and the Auburn game's kind of um, the uh, the throwaway with 256 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. But the other games have been really strong. Uh, Georgia had 179, but I think, you know, they were around like a 50, 100. 60 yard run there at the end, didn't they? Something like yeah, that. they're around 100 yards going in the fourth quarter. I mean, mm-hmm. East Tennessee had 111, but they rushed 40 times. Yeah. So, uh, you know, State, State had, had one of the best uh, defensive ball games against Ole Miss that anybody has had uh, against their run offense since Lane Kippen's been there. So, I'm expecting Mississippi State to, to be able to control the running game. And if you control that running game, I'm not sure what Illinois is going to be able to do because it's, it's not an offense that I think you can take away the run game and they can beat you with the pass. Yeah. So, uh, I think State's got the advantage there as well. I think this game – plays out kind of like the last time Mississippi State was in, or, or, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. The last time Mississippi State was in this bowl game, the Outback Bowl, they were clearly better than Iowa, and they totally shut down the Iowa offense, but the offense just made, State's offense just made so many mistakes and had turnovers, and that's what cost them the game. It feels like if State plays a clean game, you feel pretty confident that State's defense is going to shut down Illinois on the passing side of things, like you said, not a lot going on there. Isaiah Wilson's their leading receiver, seventy-two catches on the year, but only five hundred and ninety-five yards. But with MSU getting Emmanuel Forbes for this last game, I, I will bet my, my family dog. I don't own a dog, but I'm just saying, you can bet your. I feel like you can just bet your bottom dollar that, I, would you, that Emmanuel would you Forbes. Bet one of your cats. Yes, that. but it would have to be uh, Groot, the one I am the least uh, connected to because he is the newest. Um, he's one of the cutest ones, though. He's so sweet, yes. So in the bat- great biblical battle, <laughs> Emmanuel versus Isaiah, I, th- I think Emmanuel's going to get this one, and I-, I-, I will bet almost anything he has a pick in this game. Is that one of the Stansbury kids? Isn't it- I know Isaiah is. Isn't it? Oh, it's Isaac. Yeah. No, that's... I'm sure both of those names were used by Jack Crystal following by rant. some expletives. Didn't he call him Methuselah? One of them Methuselah? Yeah, he's done that a time or two. Oh, man, he used to cuss those kids. Yes, he did. Wow. So He did not like those kids. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, look, you look at the their passing offense, and it's just it's been one of those things like they've just they've, – they've run the ball to open up some passing plays. But you take away sixteen hundred yards rushing, mm-hmm. and it's it's just going to be significantly more difficult. I mean, their their next guy, Reggie Love, who's going to be their guy, I guess, in this game, two hundred seventy six rushing yards on the year with two touchdowns, um, and that's the only two touchdowns they have outside of Tommy DeVito and Chase Brown rushing. Yeah. So, if I'm state, am I, are you? Are you selling out to just completely dominate their rushing game and force them to throw it? Or I mean, what's your what's your game plan? I mean, are you are you pressuring Tommy DeVito? I mean, I, I feel like you can run a pretty basic defense to limit what they do running the football. Yeah, that's exactly and, what I was thinking. And just you know, kind of put you, Forbes out there, and you can kind of trust Crumity. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, Crumity, Young, Pickering, and those guys to kind of bottle up that. And, and your, your linebackers, I mean, if ever a team was built to stop a Big Ten team, 
And the way that Big Ten teams like to run the ball, it's a team with Buki Watson and Jet Johnson at linebacker. I mean, those guys, if they went to the Big Ten, they would be all Americans. No question about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think State will be able to limit what they do. Reggie Love, I mean, his yards per carry is fine. He just got limited opportunities. I'm sure he's a talented back, but he doesn't have the experience that that, that Chase Brown did. So, yeah, we, all in all, I mean, that, that's one thing. Like we, you have to consider is he, he just hasn't had the the carries. I mean, right. he's he's averaging four four point seven yards of rush, mm-hmm. but you're taking away a hundred and thirty seven yards rushing per game. And you're you're down to forty yards rushing per yeah. game left. I mean, that's just like, it, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's like it's like losing losing Booby Dixon a few years yeah. ago. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean, just, and, but the same thing. It's like you knew Christian Ducree was talented. He had just never been the feature back. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's just a very similar thing. Uh, so again, on paper, this feels like Mississippi State has some advantages there, but it's it is going to be all about their mindset and how they are able to play. Uh, in this football game. If they come out locked in, I, I really do think that as long as they play a clean game, and that's a concern, right? Will Rogers, last time out, not a clean game. Three turnovers, mm-hmm. and the only reason that game was even close against Ole Miss was because of those turnovers. Um, I if- wonder I wonder how much... I th- you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take up for Will or anything, but like, I wonder how much of that was like not just weather-related, but he was just so jacked up for that game. Um, I, I think that played a factor. I think just being I think it did. I mean, one of those one of those interceptions was terrible, just absolute miserable interception. And then the fumble on the goal line. The fact that we didn't really talk about this, I don't think. The fact that that defensive end did not crash down and leave that wide open for Will Rogers, that's the headiest play by a defensive player you may have ever seen because no one on earth thought Will Rogers was going to keep that ball except for that defensive end who made the play. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's just like, he's just wanting to do too much right there. I think Will I, Rogers was just surprised there was anybody there. I think he's like, there's no way. I think way. he was thinking going in, like, no one is going to believe he's like, that I'm, I'm going to keep this. and nobody's going to believe I'm going to keep and I'm going to walk into the end zone. And then when he saw somebody there, he was like, crap, how did yeah. they know? How did they... It's either the best play ever, or the luckiest guess ever. I'll let you you can pick whichever one you want. The play shouldn't have happened anyway. It should have been a touchdown for Dylan Johnson earlier. Regardless, regardless of that. <clears throat> but so if uh, Rod if Rogers plays clean, doesn't turn the ball over, which in reality, he only had one bad turnover game the whole year, and that was against Ole Miss. Yeah. If he doesn't do that again, state's gonna be just fine. I just think it's important for him to not overthink this game. Uh, you know he's gonna come in emotional and jacked up to try to win the game for Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. He's just got to be steady. I mean, he's just got to take care of the football, be what he has been in the past, and don't try to overdo anything. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's, it's an important factor, I think, for a quarterback to be steady yeah. and to not come into the ball game jacked up, playing emotional. That, that's something that you can do if you're a linebacker, if you're a safety or something like that. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback can't be that way, you, right. you've got to be a guy that that plays within himself, that isn't looking at the jersey, isn't looking at the scoreboard, goes out there and just runs the plays like they're supposed to be run, and usually the results are going to follow in a good way. So that I think that's the most important thing for Will coming in this ball game. Don't be thinking about you know winning the game for Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can be thinking that, but just Will be Rogers, about winning the game. 
Will Rogers has got to be in VR mode. And he's got to be, he's got to have the blinders on with nothing else around him and just be looking at what's in front of him. I agree. I agree with you. So we will see uh, how that all pans out. Let's move on into our uh, playmakers and predictions. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, if you're ringing in the new year, do it with beef. Put that on the grill. Nothing better than the sizzle of beef on the grill. So good every time out. Maybe some burgers for the kids or, hey, if you've got all day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, you got nothing going on, put a brisket on the smoker, man. But whatever you do, get some red meat. Head to your grocery stores, head to your butcher shops, and tell them you want some steaks this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are after. It's a great place to go to watch the game. It's a great place to go before or after the game. Next Saturday, if you're in town for Mississippi State against Ole Miss in basketball, pregame, postgame, whenever, head over to Two Brothers and enjoy some smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business likes to offer it, but Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it, and they have been delivering it for uh, 47 years. That's not quite 48 years, which is a much longer time than 47 years. I'm going to point that out. So that's, just, that's just a little something I need to throw in there. But has nothing to do with your age. No, no. 47, though, is much younger than 48. I just want to, I just want to tell you much. that's a fact. There's much. a huge difference between huge. 47 and 48. Huge difference. Well, there's also a huge difference between Advantage Business Systems and other office supply companies. And the main difference is this. One's based in Mississippi, and the others are not. So if you don't want to talk to somebody across the way, if you want to talk to somebody who's your neighbor, when you need new technology for your business, the decision is easy. It's Advantage Business Systems. Call them at 601-362-9192, or you visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. This year, we just talked about it earlier, it's time to start cycling through all those old polos, get them out. It's time to get some new stuff, and it's time to get some quality stuff. That means you're going to shop the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Their quarter zips, their polos, they're the best available. They've got the logos you want. They're simple. They're understated. They're subtle, but they're great, and they make you look good as a fan. Check them out at the Rogue in Jackson. Shop at therogue.com. Look on Instagram for some of their great deals or on Twitter, the Rogue JXN. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the road. Last time for the uh, this season, Robbie, who is your offensive playmaker? Ooh, on the offensive side of the ball, I know we haven't used Will Rogers this year. He's kind of been off limits, but I really feel like he is the key for State. Um, he didn't play very well in the in the Egg Bowl, and he hasn't had you know uh, an uptick of a season. I don't think based on what he did last year, it's been disappointing at times. But I, I think he has a chance to redeem himself a little bit in this bowl game. He has to come out. I don't think he has to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think he has to come out and be, you know, a guy that sets the world on fire. I just think he needs to manage this offense. If he plays well in this game, I don't see a way that Mississippi State loses. I think if he's managing the football, taking care of it, getting the ball to his receivers, making plays, I think Mississippi State's going to win this game and win by a couple of touchdowns. 
I tend to agree with you on that for sure. Uh, you know, it's all about how how Rogers plays. But my my playmaker, I'm going a different way on that. All year long, Robbie, we debated why Ra Ra Thomas and Tulu Griffin couldn't be on the field at the same time because they played the same position. And we talked about how dumb that was and how it didn't make any sense. Well, now the shackles are off. Ra Ra Thomas is off to Athens. He's off to Georgia. This is Tulu Griffin's time to shine. Uh, Tulu Griffin has become one of the most beloved Bulldogs over the last month. He spent the entire month of December trying to get literally every player he could to transfer to Mississippi State. Uh, he is a Bulldog through and through, a uh, Mississippi State Bulldog. This is his time. Plus, you know, you just know in the special teams, and he gets an opportunity to return a kick, he's going to make a big play. So I mean, I'm, I'm going Tulu on this one. Feed Tulu. This is a game for he's going to have a big one. What about defensively, Robert? What do you say? Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with uh, – Nathaniel Watson. Oh. He's been he's been probably state's best defender top to bottom outside of Emmanuel Forbes this year. Mm-hmm. Uh SEC's leading tackler, a guy that's just always around the ball, it seems like if it's within 10 yards or so. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back next year. He has a chance to springboard himself, possibly in a way that, you know, Preston Smith did in 2013 when he started in that bowl game. Uh, in the Liberty Bowl, and the next year was just you know shot out like a rocket in 2014. Nathaniel Watson could have a similar type start right here, which, I mean, he's been good all year, but this could be a, a springboard into a huge season next year for him. I think he's going to come up big in this game. I think, you know, 12 tackles, two or three tackles for loss, maybe a sack. I think it's a big game for Buki. I like that. It, it certainly makes a lot of sense in, with the way Illinois wants to run offense that, that Watson and or Jet Johnson could have a huge game. I myself am a sucker for a fairy tale ending. Emmanuel Forbes not opting out, playing in his final game as a Mississippi State Bulldog. It's got to be. He's got to get one more pick six, right? He's, didn't he, I, I want to see him in the end zone one more time. I think it can happen. I feel like Mississippi State can bottle up that Michigan, I'm sorry, that uh, Illinois running game. And in doing so, they're going to make them, DeVito take some chances, and Emmanuel Forbes will be there to scoop them up. So I'm going with Emmanuel Forbes to have uh, one more run into the end zone as a Mississippi State Bulldog. Who's your X Factor? My X Factor is going to be Forbes. There you go. Um, I think, you know, <clears throat> he might, I, there's no way that he has just a quiet game, I don't think. I think something is going to happen. A guy that does something like this in this day and age, it just feels like he's going to be rewarded. Sticking it out with his teammates, could have very easily opted out of this bowl game. And I think a lot of people would have been like, okay, you know, good luck. Thank you for your contributions. We understand. But the fact that he's decided to play this final game with his teammates, I think, speaks volumes of him. And I think he deserves to be rewarded for it. I think the football gods are going to give that to him. I think something's going to happen. He's going to have a big pass breakup, a big interception, maybe even a pick six, like you said. I think there's going to be a play in this game where Emmanuel Forbes really comes through for Mississippi State. My X factor is going to be Austin Williams. Last game as a Bulldog. I got to assume he's returning punts because Xavier Thomas won't be there. Not saying he'll have a big play there, but he's getting in the end zone one last time. He'll have one more big third down conversion catch. Doctor and the future Senator Austin Williams, one last go in maroon and white. I will make, again, maybe I just like a fairy tale ending. 
but I'm going to give it to Austin Williams to be my uh, my X factor. What's your final prediction for Mississippi State football in this season? Yeah, I think this game could be similar in some ways to that game against Iowa in the same um, football stadium. I think it could be ugly at times. I don't, you know, I don't, I really just don't know if Mississippi State is going to be able to set the scoreboard on fire, but um, could very well happen. I don't know. I, I think that Mississippi State is able to get a touchdown late in this ball game and, and hold on. Defense gets a stop. I'm going to take the Bulldogs in this game. I'm going to say Mississippi State 20, Iowa 13. Wow, low-scoring game for you. Okay, okay. And I, I'm not saying it's definitely not going to be a shootout. I'm going to have a few more points uh, in my prediction, though. But I, I agree with you. As long as State plays clean, I feel like they'll be able to bottle up Illinois' offense, and then it's just going to be a question of, you know, how many how many points can they put on the board and can they avoid making mistakes? Um, I think Will Rogers is going to – I, I, I I've, I've asked the question all week about the emotional stuff. Here's my answer to it. I think – they're going to be locked in and ready to play for Mike Leach. And that will start with Will Rogers, who will want to go out and maybe have one of his his better games of the year. So I think State will win this game uh, not easily as a stretch, but I feel like it maybe convincingly will be will be the word I would use. Mississippi State 27 uh to 17 is my final score uh for, for this one. So and that, that makes for a much happier podcast for us than last year. It does. If that's the case. Hopefully that is the case. And it will hopefully will be the case. All right. That being said, Robbie and I will be back with you uh, on Tuesday. Uh, we'll have the final tell them falk of the season, final things that are true, and the final uh, coffee is for closers. And then we'll turn our attention to basketball. Mississippi State right back at it with a big game against uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. Plus transfer portal stuff will start heating up. Coaching carousel stuff will start heating up as MSU reshapes its staff to begin the Zach Arnett area era so thanks for tuning in today happy new year to all you guys enjoy all the the college football over the next few days and robbie and i'll be back with you on tuesday for robbie falk i am brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi Talk Mississippi Media Production.